Okay, who's having a great day? Amen. It's a day to celebrate. Amen. It's not a time to mourn. It's not a time to, oh my God, it's time. No, it's a time to celebrate. All right, let's get this slide happening. Okay, <laughs> what is Easter? What is Easter? Somebody hands up. What do you think what Easter is about? Come on. Is it about Easter eggs? <laughs> about new life. Okay, new life in who? Jesus. Amen. Oh, thank God they're alive. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay. Easter. Jesus, the resurrection and life. You know, it's always good to, to know. And it's always good to, um, to reflect and know that my God is alive. Jesus is alive for me. Of what, you know, of all the things that I have been through, I have been doing, and even from the time that you haven't known Christ, you know, but he's alive today, even though he died many years ago, but he's still alive today. I want to read this verse to us, John eleven twenty five to 26. It says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes? Amen. Amen. Okay. Easter is not about Easter eggs. It's not about chickens. It's not about bunnies. Okay? But we celebrate the life that Jesus has given us. We celebrate the life that he has sacrificed for us. Jesus' experience to purchase our forgiveness, but his death was not the end. Okay? Like what Steve said on Friday, without the death, without the cross, there is no resurrection. But we celebrate the resurrection because somebody has died for us. So it's not the end. The cross wasn't the end. The third day he rose from the dead. Amen? Do you believe this? Oh, amen. So what is it important about Easter? What's important? What do you think as Easter is? What, what's important to you? The most important thing to me is, is Jesus. Because he's the reason for the season. Father from the Catholic Church said it yesterday, if you were at the Easter branch. He said, Jesus is the reason for the season. So why do we need him? Why do we need him? Hey. <laughs> John 6.35, he says... Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Why he said this is, he wants us to remember. Because we were separated from sin. Right? Do we recall that event? Yes, in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve sinned. So we were separated from God. 
We were separated spiritually. They didn't die physically, but they were separated from God. You and I, we are created to live in a relationship with God. That's the whole purpose of God creating Adam and Eve, to have relationship with him. Until we find that relationship, there will always be something missing in our lives. As a result, there's always a gap. And after sin entered God's perfect world, the close relationship Adam had with God was broken. He became accepted, uh, separated from God, and the effect is still with us today. There was an emptiness in the Garden of Eden. There was emptiness in Adam. Eve. God blessed them with everything they wanted. God blessed them with the richness of this world. But they didn't want to take that. So there's emptiness in our lives. Who thinks... That when, when you go astray from God, that, that you're fulfilled. Hands up, be honest. Who finds emptiness when, you, when you're alone by yourself or when you do things by yourself and you leave God out of the picture? Do we find emptiness in our lives? Yes. Yes, we do. Then this is when the blaming games come in. God, you said you were good. God, you said you were going to do this. God, you promised you were going to do this. But is it, is it God's fault? That's how empty we feel. Because we don't realize that we have turned away from God. We are thinking that we are on the right track. But the moment that you leave God out of the picture, I tell you, brothers and sisters, your life will tremble. Your life will be empty. I have experience in my life. I, might, I think that I have everything. I have a good job. I have good families with me. But the moment you think of those things, God will say, okay, my child, this is what you want to do? Do it yourself. Then we go back and say, Lord, why is this happening to me? I am serving you. I am doing this for you. I am looking after my friends. I am doing these good things for people. <laughs> but you have missed the point. Because God is the source of everything. He knows with that emptiness, he can fill you up. Even some people look at money. Some people look to drugs. Some people look to sex. Some people look to things that will satisfy their needs. No, brothers and sisters, those things will just come for a short time. But if you want to live an eternal life with Christ, you will be fulfilled with him. Amen? Even the closest human relationships, even though it's wonderful, but sometimes they don't satisfy. This emptiness deep inside, nothing will fill this gap except the relationship with God for which we were made. Easter is a reminder of something that changed our relationship. And it has changed our standing before God. According to the New Testament, the reason for the emptiness is that men and women turn away from God. Jesus said, I am the bread. 
I am the bread of life. He is the only one who can satisfy our deepest hunger because he is the one who makes it possible for our relationship with God to be restored. He satisfies our hunger for meaning and purpose in life. Only in a relationship with our creator do we find the true meaning and purpose of our lives. He satisfies our hunger for beyond death. Most people do not want to die. We long to survive beyond death. Only Jesus, only in Jesus Christ, we do find eternal life. He satisfies our hunger for forgiveness. If we are honest, we would have to admit that we, we all do things that we know are wrong. But by his death on the cross, Jesus made it possible for us to be forgiven and brought back into a relationship with God. That's who our God is. That's who Jesus is. He was the reason for the season. Let's ask this question. Why did he come? Why did he die? Hands up if you were going to give your life for the whole of us in here. Yes, our lives are precious. But God didn't, didn't keep his son. He gave his son. So who is he? Why did he come? The Bible says that when we were dead in our sins, God made us alive in Christ. Easter marks the day that God resolved everything for separation from him. The emptiness we had, he fulfilled it. The penalty of all our sins was passed when Jesus died and rose again. That's who he is. That's why he came. Jesus is the only man who has ever chosen to be born. And he was one of the few who has chosen to die. Was it his choice? He honored his father's choice. He honored his father's wishes. He honored his father's command. He said, my people are down there. They're all sin. They have fall short of my glory. How can I restore them? You have to go down there. Like what Pastor Jamie said, he, was, he willingly gave himself. He didn't say, even though he said, Father, take this cup away from me, but he willingly gave himself. Did he even um, wrestle with the, the guys that came and got him? No, he asked, who are you looking for? Jesus of Nazareth, it is me. I am he. Did, he. did he wrestle with them? No, he did not. He freely gave himself and said, I am he you're looking for. This is Jesus. Mark ten forty five says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. He didn't want us to serve him. But he was willing to serve us. He served us. And that's a great example for us to look at. Amen? He gave his life 
as a ransom for many. Ransom, you know, it's, it's about paying something. Yeah, it's used in the in the market in the market um in the market area where where um, slaves have to be bought, but they have to pay the ransom first if they have to set that that slave free. Jesus, he wasn't a slave, but we made him the slave. It was us who nailed him to the cross. It was our sins, it was our deeds, it was our words that nailed him. So he took it. But his father paid the ransom price for us so that we can have free relationship with him. He wanted us. He said, my people are dying, I need them. What about you? Are you saying that? My people are dying in Griffith. My people are dying at home. I need Jesus to restore them. That's what we're supposed to do. Because that's what he is. He came so we can pay the ransom for many. We are lucky in Australia. We have a free country to worship God. He has given us that freedom to use and to declare what he has done. He said, follow me, my sheep hears my voice. So are we hearing his voice today? The great example that he has done for us, we have to follow. It's hard, yes. He said, you will be in this world, but I have endured the world. I have been through it. There are a lot of people that are in slavery because of the word of God, because of Jesus, because of their faith, because of what Jesus has done for us. They've been crucified. They've been martyred. They've been demolished from this earth. But do we remember those people? Most important thing is for us to remember what God has done, what Jesus has done for your life. Because what he did, we can also lay our life down for our brothers, for our sisters, for our families, for our community, for our nation. We can win everybody to Jesus. Amen. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me, and gave himself for me. That's who, that's what Jesus, that this is Paul saying. I have been crucified with cross. You have been, we have all been crucified up that cross with Jesus. The things that we have done has already been crucified on that cross. So why did he do that? Why did he do that? So we can have freedom. He did that so we can have freedom. Freedom from what? What freedom are we talking about? What freedom are you talking about? Galatians chapter 5 verse 1, it says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Remember, he nailed everything to the cross. He bought your freedom. It is for freedom that he set us free. Freedom from what? 
Freedom from guilt. Romans 6.33 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, his son. There's no more guilt. He's encouraging us. Don't feel guilty of what you have done. Repent. Turn to me. Take up your cross. Follow me. Even though you fall, persevere. You fall, you get up. Don't let guilt ruin your life. Because it's not healthy. You will be in close to everything that God wants you to do. You will be stopped. You will be limited. You will say, I have done this last night. Repent. Turn to God. Because your victory has already been won on the cross. Don't feel guilty. We have a God. We have a Savior that is so loving that we can come to him. We have a Papa. We have a Father that is waiting for us. to. I'm sorry, Dad. I have done this. I turn away from it. But remember, it is for freedom that we are set free, but do not yoke yourself back to slavery. Okay? Stand firm and remember your guilt has been gone. Freedom from what? Freedom from addiction. I'm addicted to food. (laughs) You have your own addiction. Whatever addiction that you have, you and Christ know. That's between you and Jesus. But you know what? He has set us from addiction. There are things in our lives that we think that it's not gone yet, that we might have repented it, but we're still going back to that. Nail it to the cross. Remember, that cross has taken addiction away. But don't go back. Do not go back to slavery. Because God has already... Release us from addiction. John chapter 8, verse 34, he says, Everyone who sins is a slavery to sin. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Okay? We don't want to get back to slave. You don't want to get back to sin. Yes, we might say we are humans. Yes, I know we are all humans. But God has created you eternally for something better. He has created you You know, more perfect than anything else that he has created. He has created you in his own image. He wants you to be like him. He wants you to follow what he has done. He wants you to know and understand, yes, I can do this. With the help of the Holy Spirit, I can do this. Remember, you're not alone. He hasn't left you. He's still with you. Even while you're sitting right now, he is sitting next to you. But most of all, he's inside of us. If we declare that Jesus is our Lord and Savior, he lives inside of us. So all this addiction, all this guilt, say, Lord, take it away from me and help me. Help me to walk the path that you want me to do, to walk. Freedom from fear. Freedom from fear. Oh, yes, when there are opportunities that are available, it's so scary to jump onto it. Amen? That's me. That's how I, you know, I face fear. 
Sometimes I think that my language is a barrier. My understanding of English language or Australian, you know, it's, it's a barrier. But Jesus said, who cares? I have overcome the world and you can. You can overcome that. There are fears in our lives that we, we are too scared to step out. There are things in our lives, there are opportunities, you know, that are waiting for us, but we can't, we don't want to, we don't want to release ourselves to it. And fear is saying, oh, my child, yeah. oh, but God said, jump out of the boat. Peter did. He had the faith to do it. And God has given us the faith to step out of it. And you can do it. Whatever fear that, that you're holding on to, release it. Let it go in Jesus' name. Because he wants you to be free from that. That's why he died on that cross. On that cross so you can be free from fear. What else did he do? He has given us the freedom to know God. He has given us the freedom to know him. If you don't know Christ, or if you haven't had a relationship with our Lord Jesus, this is the day. This is the day of salvation because Jesus wants to have a relationship with you. He has given us the opportunity to know him. Not only know him, oh yeah, I know, I know Jesus, I have heard him in Sunday school when we were small. I have heard him when we went to church. No, there's a difference. There's a difference in really just knowing God and knowing him intimately. I tell you, it's a good life. When the darts of the, you know, when the arrows of um, the devil comes, you're just, <laughs> as a child of God, you can just block things. Because you know who you are. You know where you stand. You know who your God is. Who know, you know who's protecting you. Yeah. And all these fiery dust that will come against you will just fall at the tip of your legs. Why? Because your God has already shielded you. And he wants you to know that. He wants you to know that I am here. I can do all these things for you, but you have to work and partner with me. Don't just go alone by yourself. You need to be with me. Remember Paul said, it's no longer I live, but Christ that lives in me. That's who we are. That's what that freedom he, he, he done for us. So we can know him. Know him intimately. Know him personally. Know him as a body. Because he longs for that relationship with you. Amen? We still alive? <laughs> what else did he do for us? On the cross, he has given us freedom to love. Freedom to love. To love who? Just the ones around you? No. Love those that are looked down. Love those that are less fortunate. Love those that doesn't even know God. Because that's who he is. He died for, he showed us the example to do. First John chapter 4 verse 19, he says, As we look at the cross, we understand God's love for us. When the Spirit of God comes to live within us, we experience that love. As we do so, 
we receive a new love for God and for other people. We are set free to live a life of love. A life centered around loving and serving Jesus and loving and serving other people rather than a life centered around ourselves. We are not created just to live by ourselves. God created Adam to have a relationship with him. So why do we think that God just wants to have a relationship with his father spirit and his son? No. He wants to have a relationship with us. So the love that he showed them is still showing it to us today. How? Through that cross. So he has given us the freedom to love one another, to love those around us. Some people love only the people that gives them good gifts and stuff like that. (laughs) That's not how love is. It's encouraging us that we ought to love one another because God has loved us first. Greatest commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as you love yourself. So if you love yourself, you look after yourself, you dress up nicely, you, you, know, you be smart. Why not show the same thing to your friends? Show the same thing to those around you. It's hard. But this is who God wants us to be. He wants you to be free to love those around us. Because remember, he first loved us. Not you loved him first. Adam and the animals, they didn't love God first. But God loved them. And it's the same thing that he's showing us today. He loves you. If you think that God has left you, I tell you, brothers and sisters, God hasn't left you. Sometimes we may think like that. Sometimes we think that the things that are happening around us is because God doesn't love us. No. He loves us. He loves you no matter what. Even though you walk away, he still loves you. Even though you turn your back to him, he still loves you. Even though you just done the slightest mistake, he still loves you. Because he wants to grow you. He wants to hug you. He wants to pamper you. You are my child. We are sons and daughters of the great king. We are royal priesthood in the eyes of God. That's who we are. We've already been labeled. You have already been labeled by God. That's how much he loved us. That's how much he loved you. That's how much he loved me. But that's up to us. We need to exercise those things. And lastly, he has given us freedom to change. Change who? Change ourselves. Change those around us. Change the world. He has given us that freedom. Who's going to go and help those people that are, that are on the streets that are killing? If somebody just comes in here, who's going to change them? It is us. It is you. Who's going to turn people away from evil? It is you. Who's going to turn people away from drugs, from addictions, from guilt? It is us. Who's going to change all the children? If you're in school, you're a teacher. Who's going to change them? It is you. It's what you teach. It's what you do in life. It's how we look at our own lives and, and present it to those people. And You know, you are the gospel. You are the living sacrifice that God has died for. So you show them. Jesus is not going to come down here and he's going to do it for us. No, he's not. He said, I have given you my spirit. I will never leave you, though. 
I will never forsake you. Remember, I will be with you always. You are in the world, but you are not of the world, remember? We are not of the world. We are in here to make a difference. And God has died so we can have freedom to change the world, to change ourselves, to change those around us. If you think your workplace is in chaos, pray for them. Show example of love. Say, don't worry. Let's ask God to help you. It's what we do that people will see and say, I want to be like that person. I want to make a difference. I want people to follow me. Yes, because God has put us in that position. He has given us the authority to take over that position. And it is up to us to do what we need to do. Because that's the whole purpose of Easter. We have freedom in Jesus Christ. It is for freedom that we are set free. But don't go back to the yoke of slavery. That's an encouragement to all of us. God loves you. I just want to remind you. So we might say, who is this Jesus? How can I know him? What do I need to do? This is what he wants you to do. He wants you to have a heart of repentance. He wants you to come and say sorry. He wants to live inside of you. He wants to be with you. He wants to be partnered with you. He wants to work with you. It is our act of faith that we need to look at. What am I going to do? If this is your first time, or if you haven't had any relationship with God, I urge you today, this is your day of salvation because God has given his son. John 3, 16, he says, For God so loved the world. He didn't only love Israel. He didn't only love Griffith. He loved the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. It's something that we're looking forward to. But it is by faith. It is by your faith that will get you there. You want eternal life? Believe in his son. Let us all close our eyes. Lord, we just want to say thank you. We thank you and we believe that you, that, that you died on the cross for us. We thank you that because of your son Jesus, we can come freely before you. Your son Jesus has bridged the emptiness that we had. And it was your son Jesus that have brought us back to you that, so we can come freely before you. Lord, we thank you that you have never left us. Even though we sinned, our forefathers sinned. And that sin was carried on in our own lives when we were born. 
but you paid the ransom for us because of your love, because of your grace, and because of your mercy towards us. You didn't leave us. And today we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. The ultimate price that he has paid, we are free today. We are free from bondage. We are free from guilt. We are free from shame. And we have the freedom to worship you. We have the freedom to to know you. We have the freedom to love others. And we have the freedom to change others. And Lord, we thank you for that opportunity. Because without all these things, without the cross, we wouldn't be able to do these. But Lord, you loved us. You gave your only son. What else can we give unto you, Lord? But it's our heart. It's our heart towards you that you long for. It's our, it's our soul. It's our mind. It's our body that you want us. It's our sacrifice because we are a living sacrifice. And Lord, we just want to give thanks. We just want to say thank you. Thank you in Jesus' name for all that you've done and all that you're going to do. Help us. Help us to have a great relationship with you. Even though sometimes we slack, but you're still there. Help us, Lord. Help us to find people to to be around with, Lord. Help us to have relationship with others so we can build ourselves up and to be able to share what you have done, especially on Easter Day. Lord, you know each and every one of us. You know our hearts. You know what we long for. But I pray a a new anointing, a fresh anointing upon us this morning, Lord, as we step out of this place, that we have a greater view, a, a new view of who you are and what you want us to do. Lord, we love you. We honor you. And we just want to say thank you. Thank you in Jesus' name.